But when the pastor was teaching last week, he talked of gifts. And I believe that, um, like they have said, I, will, I, I personally believe it was all a setup. For Peter and John at some point to come heal this man. I believe that it was all arranged that way. Because if you consider the people who are inside the church, they were amazed that the person that they've been that has been by the gate is healed. So I believe that God wanted to bring some sort of some awakening to the church through Peter and John. Let's can you give us a word of prayer? Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, you are God. You've been God from the beginning. And you are God even today. Even when we see you be God, nothing will change the fact that you are God in our lives. You've been there with us from the beginning of the days, even until today. Even today, God, we come before the throne of mercy. We humble ourselves, God, and we decrease ourselves so that you may increase in us, O God. There's nothing that can stop us, O God, to move with you tonight, today. Father God, may you come and move in our midst. May you touch us, God, with the touch that is only known by you, O God, in the name of Jesus. May you speak to us because your weight is food to our spirit and our mind. Father, even today we are here with different issues in our hearts, O God. Some with broken hearts, some gods are just like that man. They have never walked before. Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we are here just to, to draw from you. We want to draw peace from you. We want to draw healing from you. We want to draw joy from you. We want to draw the spiritual alignment from you. We want to draw anything just from you. God, here is your servant. Use him as you will. You are the way maker even today. You are the promise keeper even today. Your word is yes and amen. May your healing break down from heaven and come and kiss this place now, God. In the name of Jesus, I humble before myself before you. You are a living God. Nothing is above you. You said in a word that you are God alone, and besides you, there is no other. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
a certain man by the name Rick Warren. Writes in his book The Purpose Driven Life. That we are the product of our past. And he says, but we should not be imprisoned to that. I agree with, with this gentleman because I am the person that I am because of this, a series of experiences that I've gone through. I reason the way I do because of the things that I went through. And my approach to certain things, it's all because of how I've been raised up, how I've been taught, or the things that I have gone through as a young man. And but I like the way he puts it up. He says that we are the product of our past. And he says, but we should not be prisoners to the things of the past. All he's bringing before us is that there is hope for change. He's saying there is hope for the better. And the scripture that we have read, read in the book of Acts 3, we come across a man which, with whom the Bible says that he was laying from birth. It does not give us his name, it does not give us his background, it does not give us anything to do with him. But the only thing that's said about the man is that the man was lame. And the man was put by the gate. Our man is put by the gate called beautiful and he has a story that is not beautiful. It says that every day he was put by the gate. But when I looked at it, when they said that he was laying from childhood, I was pushed to look at the life of a child as they go up. Because they, can, they cannot just say he's lame except if he has missed certain things as he was growing up in life. He has to fail to do certain things in his life in order for them to categorize him as a lame person. And imagine when the mother of this boy as the young boy is growing up, other kids are beginning to move their limbs. Other kids are beginning to crawl. And the mother is like, 
Maybe the mother went to her mother. To the grandmother of or any of the elderly people around. And he's like, now my child is not moving like the rest of his age mate. And maybe they say to him, just give him some time, he would get there. And she lived in that home. Now other kids are beginning to walk and run about. And the old lady is like, um, you know, even yourself, you took some time to walk. You know that this way is both slow, at the slow lane, and at the slow development. They will try to comfort you in the situation that you are in. After you come to a point of saying, no, I hear the comforts and I hear everything that you are saying. And you declare your son as a lame man. So this young man did not grow uh, 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 the usual life that all the kids went through. I want us to look at three stages that he missed now. The first stage, like I said, is the crawling stage. When a child is young, we expect them to move their limbs. And the moment you put something brighter in front of them. The mind has to desire to reach out to that thing. That is when now the desire would come and the mind would begin to work with the body and they would reach out, crawl. When you draw a ball, going past them. They begin to wish to go after them. But as for a normal child, they would begin to crawl towards them. But as of our boy here, even if he wished to go for it, he could not go for it because his movement was limited. The, the crawling stage is a stage where we can say is a stage of the first possibility. Because you look at something and you wish for it and you go for it. But our young man wished for the things that were about him he could not reach. And I heard a scripture say, Whatever you shall lay your hands on, you shall possess it. And 
Other kids are reaching out for better things. But as our boy, the only thing that he can reach to is his bed. So as they grow up becoming better people, going to reach out for better things. The only thing that our boy would master would be his math and his life. Because nothing would grow, nothing would prosper except the things that he would lay his hands on. And the second stage that we are to look at is the standing up stage. When a young man, when a, when a kid is, is laying down, lying down, Everything becomes an obstacle. obstacle. They cannot see beyond. I can't see beyond this. Other kids are beginning to see far. But as our young boy, everything, even the small things, are an obstacle. He cannot see far because when he tries to look, his vision is impaired. When young other people, other young men are seeing far in life, our young men would only see the blankets around him. What kind of a man are we going to raise? We are going to raise up a young man without a vision. Because he cannot see far. He see things possible. The only things that he sees are things that around him. And as scripture says, as far as your eyes can see, the same scripture was still not applicable to him. Because the things that are around him. The last stage is the walking stage. After you stand up as a child, you begin to take steps. But as a young boy here, he's still lying on his bed. When other kids are getting exposure of with both, I mean, exposure to new things. They leave the place that they were brought up in. They go to some different place, meet new people, different things. The only thing that our son is mastering is the mat and the blankets that he grew in. When others are going out in the marketplace, to possess because the Bible says wherever you shall lay or you shall step he said that to Joshua. It shall be People are stepping in the marketplace. People are possessing stuff. People are going to school. People are doing a lot of things. Because right? of our boy, he still stuck up in one thing. Things that he can 
see around him. It's the blanket and the mat and the mattress. I don't know if it's under my voice today. There is that one person who feels like I've been limited, I've been I've been there for too long. I haven't had that exposure that other people had. I am because I did not get one, two, three, four in life. But I thank God because the scripture say. That Peter and John came at some point. They held his hand. Look at your neighbor and tell them that I need your hand. When I am, I am in that situation, I need Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I asked myself this question. If this man would be carried every day from home to the gate, home to the gate. Who could be carrying this particular place? Mind you, his age is not written, but <laughs> but 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 he wasn't like them. He, he couldn't be like you. Because he, he was a man without a vision. If you are a man without a vision, you cannot run your own life. And he cannot trust you with other lives. That means that we cannot even say start up a family or support you in that. will just be some recipe for disaster. So I said, I asked myself, who was carrying this man? It could be a close friend or a family member. Because they said every day he was there was that good person that would just say let me take you put you by the gate as I go to work when I come back or whatever I take you back in the morning drop you by the church later drop you back but I believe that as I'm dropping you all home, I believe that especially the richer you get from the arms that you are collecting, I should get something from you. I would not just be carrying you for free. That is where some form of abuse. 
Because I've been doing everything for you. And, and now it's time for me to keep taking out something from what you have acquired. And you cannot, you cannot hide the money that you have made today. Because otherwise tomorrow I'm not going to take you again. So he was enslaved to this person that was helping him. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been assisted that much that you feel like you owe someone something? If you look at the records of abuse where they began, if you look at, at how abuse began, you'd hear the angel saying, I, I, I have abused this one sexually because I was the one paying for their school fees, I was the one taking them when the mother was not available, I was the one helping her, her when everyone else was not there. Somehow, somehow people feel like you owe them something for them. Now this life of the life of this man becomes even a mess more. The second person that could be carrying this man from home to church. Ask him. I take you from home. Put you by the gate as I go inside. When I'm done with whatever I'm doing inside. Then you are done with your begging outside. I'll take you. you it looks like a good thing. Eh? It looks like they were helping this guy. But I wonder to myself. Why is it not recorded that at least they brought him early, put him by the gate? And then when it's 10 o'clock, they take him inside the church. When it's 29 past 12, quickly put him by the gate. Christian. Brother, sister, deacon, apostle, priest, prophet, all the names that we can name. I wonder how many have we left by the gate? Our family members to begin with, how many have we left? Our friends and our friends at work, how many have we left by the gate? We meet along the way as we come to church. How many did we just invite? Can I give you some lift? Go I think the church should come to some awakening. Because we cannot afford 
Just take them and leave them by the gate. When mama or when my dad is not well, they give me a call, son, I'm not well. Tell them, hold on to the phone, I'll speak away, then you can heal. And they are healed immediately. Every time now I feel like I'm the important one. When they need help, they'll call me. When they need some form of prayer, they'll call me. When they, they need some breakthrough, they'll give me a call. But why can't we show them this God? They put this man by the gate and they went inside the church. They get all blessed, blessed, blessed. And when now we are full and we are blessed, when we go past him by the gate, we would check our pockets. The results of the blessing would be drop him some Are we being fair to them? Says that all that we can do is for us only to get satisfied and to get blessed. But we can't take them to the blesser. Me. We don't mind to carry them every day. But taking them to meet the blesser inside. We don't mind the dead. But taking them to meet him inside. It's another thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we are the salt of the earth. We should season this earth. And the way we season, we season like spice. It's not original. And the same Bible says that out of our bellies, shall flow rivers of living water. But when I read the scripture, Jesus says to this woman, and he's saying, the water that I shall give, the drink that I shall give to you, you shall thirst no more. Who are we imitating? To the extent that we just keep on giving you a drop and a drop. So that you keep coming back. Keep I think we should change our mind. Like Jesus but when I read the scripture, I came across in the book of Luke, I came across. The Bible says that there were four men that met Jesus. Just like you and me. And they were seated listening to this Jesus. Jesus was healing and healing. And healing. 
and they say to one another, Babozana. We said, man, we've got a friend back home. We cannot afford just to stay here, sit here, and enjoy what he's doing. I think I'm also dreaming for that church. Too. Do away with self and say, I cannot enjoy this thing on my own. The Bible says that they went out and take took their friends. And it says that when they came back, the place that they were in, or the place, the place was filled up. They are carrying this message. And the place is filled up. Now they cannot face it. But they are in a mission. And they are saying, we are going to bring this man to his history today. Regardless of the things that we are going to face today, we are going to get him healed. And when they get there, the Bible says that they could not make a way to it. It was all filled up. Everyone was concerned about what was happening inside. And they thought to themselves, what should we do? Should we go back home? Should we leave him here? Should, what should we do? And they thought to themselves, we have to do something here. Because every now and then, when you are going to exercise your gift, every now and then, when you are trying to do something different in your life, obstacles and opposition would come. But it's up to you to decide. What am I going to do? Because it fills up. The Bible says that they could not make their way to him. And one of them maybe said, Let's dig. And say, Let's go. And the roof was high. But they agreed in one name. Even if the roof is high, even if somebody owns this house, we don't mind to incur the cost later. For the sake of our but we cannot afford to have him like this. When we have met the one who healed, and they say to one another, let us go up. The moment they went up the room, as they go up, the first challenge is the heaviness. The body mass of this particular body. And the force of gravity that they were going against. But I thank God for this man. Because regardless of the opposition and the things that they came across. They said, they said we are going out. My brother, my sister, when you are, when you are in a move of doing something. Good, when, when, when challenges come. Way, don't you put 
put it down. There is a way to take it up. Because there is one that you can take it up in prayer. When you cannot face it this way, you gotta take it up in prayer. You gotta take it up. He's going to do something. The Bible says that they went up. As they went up the roof, they came to the roof, they broke the roof. And now they have conquered. They have conquered the body mass. They have conquered uh, the gravity. They everything that was heavy with them. Because they had the courage that this man should be healed. Now they are breaking the roof. As they break the roof, maybe one of them said, "Man, what are we going to do after we have we have we have we have broken this roof?" And the courage said, "We are four. If a house can be built by one, four of us will build it again." Because their hearts were into make having their. They are friend here. Maybe one of them said, Even if the four of us cannot make it, I'm sure that would be the, the, we've got the fifth man by ourselves. Because they were not looking at the current situation. They knew that he's going to be healed if there are five of them would, 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 would work on the roof. The Bible says that they lowered him down. They lowered him down. They lowered him down. Lowered him down. Now the, 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 the body master was against them. It's the same force now that is working for them. They don't no have to go against anything. The force of gravity that was against them. Because the mission is about to be accomplished. Don't you be confused. Any obstacle that you need Why? And when I talk about Peter, you are telling me, or you are, you are in your mind, you are like, but David, 
Peter went with Jesus. He's not Peter. He walked in the times of Jesus. But I want to show you something. Peter was just a man like you and I. Peter. Peter had doubts like you and I. Peter had some lack of faith like you and I. But it was a series of mistakes that he made. As he was desiring to go somewhere. That at some point gave him the confidence to be able to do the things that he did. The problem is the expectation from outside or even with the church. We want to be perfect too much. We want to do everything perfect. If I must to come and, if I must to come and share the word, you'd be like, is he going to do it right? But I've come to a point that I don't care. Yes, I'll, I'll do it, I'll drop my package and go. When you look at the life of Peter, Jesus came walking on water at some point. And the Bible says that Jesus, Peter said, if thou art the son of man, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. He took a few steps. I can imagine what was said in the boat when he said, People who always talk. Too good or bad, they would still talk. And the Bible says that he took the first steps and began to walk on water. And he made a mistake. Now he began to look at himself. And he lost a bit of hope. And he went down the road. And now back at the boat. But when I look at things like this, they encourage me. Because Peter is the only man that I know that have walked on water. Whether he sunk at some point, or he didn't, he walked on water. I but Peter walked on water. And when he went down, Jesus Christ held him by Jesus. Look at your neighbor and tell them that Jesus has got your back. When you are onto it, 
and you are failing in a way. Jesus has got your back. Don't you worry. Try it. Because you've got some faker. Back you up when you fail. Back you up when your fail is limited. When your faith is small, you still back you up. Now we see Peter again. I want to show you that Peter was a man like you. Jesus Christ tells him that, hey, when Jesus says to him, My man, you're going to deny me. Ah, not me. He says, You, nah. it can't. And now, a small girl. A small girl. A, 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 a damsel. Just comes and says, Did we not see you with him? But I think Uma just said, Uma. Uma, no. Uma, I wasn't with those people. He didn't say, Young girl, don't you. A small girl is giving threat to Peter. The second person came, Peter still said, ah, not me. The third one came up until the, 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 there was some, what do you call it? The cock. Yes. He was just a man like you and I. Peter his gift was threatened by even little girls. He, he could not stand against them. But it was a series of these things that these things happened. We come to a point where now Peter now they are saying they came after the Holy Spirit came down. People are saying, you guys are drunk. Peter came boldly. The same Peter who was threatened by a little girl. Now he comes boldly. And he's telling them that no, we are not drunk. And he's even talking about Jesus. He's saying that we are here to declare and proclaim the Jesus that you guys kill. It's a series of experiences. The same guy who was threatened by the my little girl, one girl. Now today he's facing multiple they are going to give you threats. But I would like to encourage you this morning. That keep pushing and keep pushing. You try there and you would arrive. And you would come to your point. I, I believe now when you can, if Peter was around, and would, and would just ask him to walk in water. I think he was going to swim like, I don't know, like a crocodile. Because it's a series of experiences. If you fail once, don't you think that it's over? Don't you think that I failed? The eleven were in the boat. He failed and they are sad. 
Amen. He failed. He sank on their side. And now the eleven are still there. No, the ten now. Now he's addressing the multitude. While they are still here. The same people that have seen you fail. They will live longer. Just to see you make it again. We pray that they live longer. That they will see us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and that was the life of Peter. I had some notes. I didn't even check. I don't know. It's okay. Yes. It says that this man now is by the gate. And he's seated by the gate. And they came at the ninth hour, around three in the afternoon. And they said to him, and he looked at them, expecting to receive something from them. As he looked on them, they said, silver and gold we do not have. You know, when you're expecting, you expecting some money and silver and everything good. And the first thing that one talks to you about is the very thing that you're expecting. Silver and gold. You don't have to explain your situation. Because this one knows what I want. I think something lived in the inside of him. Like, uh, I feel it's because I said and they said, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. I like the approach and the attitude of these two men. Because this man is looking for the blessing. The remains of the blessing. But they are saying, we don't have what you want. But would introduce you to the blesser. Such that you beg no more. They that knew you by the gates. Peter is saying from today. They won't find you in the place that they know you. We are going to introduce you to a man. That is going to change your life. And this man is Jesus. Mm. We don't have the goodies that you think about. But we've got him that has it all. And he said in the name of Jesus Christ. Rise up and walk. The Bible says that she be, he began to get some strength. He began, he began to get some strength. He stood up. And he began to walk. He gets to jump. He gets to run about. The same man who has missed the stages that we talked about. 
Because when you have met Jesus, you are going to break all protocols. You wouldn't care what they expect. You would dance your brains out. Because you would have met him by himself. 